Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 165 Only a Dream with Devlin Grimm. Hi, pals. It's, uh, I never know what to say in this part. Anyway, I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Devlin. Welcome. Yay. Yay. So I got to ask up front, you, I know you chose this one. Is there any particular reason you chose this one? Um, oh, there's like a bunch of meandering half reasons I chose this Hmm. one. That's enough. I'm barely familiar with the DC universe. I'm not really into this show, but. Dr. Destiny was in uh, Sandman, and I read mm-hmm. Sandman, and I love Sandman, so <laughs> I'm here to That's not fair. talk about mm-hmm. Sandman. I, I, This was definitely the point when I watched this the first time where I was like, hey, they could put the Endless in here if they really wanted to. Yeah, and then they didn't. Yeah. If they'd gone to, like, season eight or something, they probably would have. <laughs> yeah, they would have run out it's, of uh, other characters. Yeah, exactly. Well, who well, else do we own? I mean, yeah, exactly. Look, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of deep bench Superman guys in this one. Like they're they're not afraid to keep coming back to the uh what's his name? Well, <laughs> I forget. Oh, Lightner. Light guy. Luminous? Light bright. Luminous. That's yeah, that's him. I think you were weren't Devlin, weren't you on for his uh either his origin or his, his first comeback? Wow, that would be embarrassing for him if I was, because I don't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> Oh shit! I feel like you were because we had a whole conversation about uh, holograms mm. and uh, what holograms are capable of and all that kind of thing. Maybe I was just talking about holograms. Sometimes you know, I get distracted. Yeah. Well, and we all we all know each other through Star Trek, so holograms mm-hmm. come up a lot. I, that makes sense. Yes, I just love the idea all of right. Luminous showing up and going, "Oh fuck, Devlin's here. This is so awkward." <laughs> oh god, you tore me apart last time. <laughs> And I walk up to him and say, hi, I'm Devlin. I don't believe we've met. <laughs> Scathing. Oh, that costume All is right. really interesting. You got a real Jamie Madrox ripped off costume going on here, huh? <laughs> and power. Wow, what a character to rip off. Uh-huh. You just taste all the way down, Luminous. <laughs> <laughs> Not very bright, are you? <laughs> See, it's a, it's a, it's a pun. Oh. No, never mind. Oh. Devlin. Why don't you tell us what happens in Only a Dream? Only a Dream. Part one. The trials and subsequent trials of Mr. D. The Justice League squirms in the clutches of cool scorpion with tentacles looking robot under the malevolent gaze of the janitor. The janitor dusts it up with soups and defeats the League to the cheers and consider- of considerably more flamboyant supervillains. You rule so hard, says Lex Luthor. Yes, you're the specialist boy, says the Joker. Um, thanks, guys. Truly, you are my peers, says the janitor. It was a dream, but the character-establishing kind, not the cop-out kind. John Dee is not a janitor. Rather, he is a mild-mannered prisoner in a dusty-ass, sad-as-the-new-black jumpsuit. (laughs) He fell asleep waiting for, uh, medical experimentation. (laughs) Human medical experimentation on a prisoner, Ward of the state who does not have the legal capacity to consent. I spent five days writing this summary because I wanted to make a joke about this, but it's just too fucking vile of a concept. Oh, the show makes a Ghostbusters reference. That's fun. LOL. <laughs> Sweet D goes on to be denied parole and dumped by his hot wife. 
So during the four o'clock riot, he sneaks into the basement <laughs> lab and gets some brain rays. This backfires. Oh, so this non-consensual human experimentation came with the possibility of death or a disabling injury. Cool. <laughs> during the four o'clock riot, some guys we know break out. Firefly and Volcano team up. I forget what happened. I wasn't really watching. I was clearly reading through the goddamn Nuremberg Code. <laughs> Back in the prison, Batman recites Homer to Green Lantern. But to note, he doesn't recite the parts from my fan fiction. <laughs> they decide to look into this John D character who has mysteriously vanished from the prison hospital. Sweet D is busy menacing his hot ex-wife and her new boyfriend, Elvis Presley. D shouts, call me Dr. Destiny, because... And then his face falls off. It was all a dream, but the terrible can't wake up and will go insane kind, not the cop-out kind. His hot ex-wife screams and thrashes in her bed while Elvis feels oh so blue. Penny? Her name is Penny. R.I. Penny. <laughs> Justice League is still fighting guys. One of them is, is an illusion guy, which is a really weird pull in a dream episode. But it's been a long night of punching and the gang is all tuckered out. They part ways and snuggle themselves into their respective beds. John in his beloved neighborhood, Clark in his glamorous deco apartment, Hawk at work, and Barry curled up on the floor like the dog he is. <laughs> yes, with all the team fast asleep and a dream guy on the loose, part two promises some real shit. Part two, some real shit. <laughs> Flash is sitting crisscross applesauce on the carpet and watching cartoons with kids. Flash must have watched the Langoliers last night because time freezes and the little kiddos get big bunchy mouths and come after him. <laughs> Skeletor D emerges from the mist. It's all a dream, but the core concept of the episode kind, not the cop-out kind. Flash is stuck in his worst nightmare. Surprisingly existential and some insight into Flash's inner life since he got his powers. Uh, 7 out of 10. Checking in on Clark's worst nightmare, his powers are going out of control and he obliterates Lois with his heat vision. A simple farm boy dream and we don't get to see a charred corpse. Uh, three out of ten. <laughs> John is shafting around the neighborhood and his friends and neighbors run from him screaming. He asks the little boy why he's so frightened and the little boy responds in gibberish. John looks around his home to see that all the writing is now illegible. I screamed. Uh, nine out of ten. Actually uh, upsetting. <laughs> Hawk Hawk is having one of those think you're awake until your co-worker melts into the antagonist kind of dreams. Uh, and it's a classic for a reason. She then falls to the earth and is buried alive. Another classic. It's a very visceral and she is really, really screaming her heart out. I'm disappointed I didn't learn more about her, though. Like, if her hawk face is a mask or a real hawk face, I'm really not clear on this. Five <laughs> out of ten. We're left with John and Bats, and we've already seen their lame dreams about how much they miss their families in other episodes. So they can stay awake and save the day. And they do. John and the Dreamers team up with each other, and it's kind of great. They help each other work through each other's worst fears, and it's a nice way for the team to be vulnerable with one another. Except for Hawk Hawk, but not in one of those character-establishing ways. This one is just absolutely a cop-out. And Bat saves the day through just being a badass detective, I guess. Eh, I've seen it. The end. <laughs> I mean, you've met Batman. You know how he works. Yeah, I, I, I know a Batman. I've met a Batman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids love him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to be so, grumpy and save the day for a while. All right. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. your thing, dude. I don't yeah, need to see it again. You do you, man. Go uh, off. Yeah. I do need to um, see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, I'm tiring of it, but I feel like Maggie, you know, isn't. So, you know, I want it for you. 
Look, I was watching Batman Save the Day long before I met you, and I'll be watching it uh, long after we're both dead. Yeah, that's fair. I have this um, theory that everybody has just their quota of a type of thing they can consume before they get bored with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm at, I'm there with like the Batman and the Beatles, and I know they're not going away. <laughs> yeah, but I just need you to know. <laughs> well, I guess I will uh, put away this invite for kids love the Beatles, but uh, that's fine. Good. I yeah, would also I'll be that busy. show. I'm washing my hair <laughs> for the three years it'll take us. Yeah. All right. That hair's gonna be clean. <laughs> yeah. I would like to roll into your bad thing because you already uh, hit this pretty hard in the summary and I feel like there's more to talk about. Yeah, Hot Girl doesn't have enough to do. And Mm -hmm. I know because I listened to the acclaimed podcast Kids Love Batman that there's a big reveal Mm -hmm. coming up with her. But it's we're like into the second season and I don't know anything about her. Um, Mm -hmm. When I when the show was airing in real time, I quit because I was really sick of Flash's antics. Another thing I'm at my quota with. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is not fun for me. I do this. I hear this in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if I pushed through, I would have quit because Hawkgirl is a very cool character and I love seeing her. And she is always being marginalized in the story. Now, I was the last to watch these episodes and I opened the document and I saw this point. And so, you know, sometimes when that happens, I, I watch the episode with, with these things in mind so we can discuss it. And I was like halfway through. I'm like, no, we're just seeing everybody's fears. It's fine. I, I, I'm ready to debate this with you. And then we get near the end and all the team except Hawkgirl's there. And one of them, I think Superman says, hey, where's Hawkgirl? And I was like, fuck, Devlin was right. Never mind. Yep. Yeah, her rescue is implied. And it's, it's too bad we don't get to see it. Yeah. She was just as freaked out as the rest of them. And she deserves a a big, like, someone comes and helps her moment. Yeah. And I guess, like, sorry, sorry, go on. No, go on. No, after you. Oh, no, I just, they, like, the fact that they just, like, decide, I guess she's claustrophobic. That'll be her big thing. Like, I actually like that. Only because... We only know two things about her. She flies and she likes to swing a mace. Mm-hmm. And now she's in a situation where she can't do either of I those guess, things. You know what? I guess that's true. Yeah. And they did set that up in part one with um, Illusion Boy Lumi- mm-hmm. Lumi- Lumiere. That's his face. Lumiere, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Little Candle yeah, Candelabra. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candleman. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong. And the thing is, like, I, this is actually my good thing. I thought everyone's fears were really well thought out. Like... Flash and Superman having the classic superhero fear that their powers come with a horrible price. Uh, Green Lantern, I don't know if this subtext was intended or not, but everyone in his neighborhood freaked out and terrified by him Mm -hmm. because he's a cop now. (laughs) Like, all these black dudes running away from him because he's a cop? Yeah, I was sort of thinking that too. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not... Maybe I'm projecting, but yeah. That's not a far Um, reach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but in 2002, 2003, they might not have been consciously putting it in TV shows mm-hmm. yet. Dwayne McDuffie was on the writing staff and he absolutely was willing to do that. But I don't know that anybody else was. Um, but I, I really liked it. And uh, also Superman, I don't know if you guys, I, I'm sure you're both familiar with this. The uh, Mad uh, Superman parody is, is kind of famous from back, I think, like the 50s or the 60s. Oh. Super Duper Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, I wrote it down and now I've lost it. But, uh, oh, Harvey Kurtzman yes. and uh, Wally Wood did it. And it's just, it's one of those, like, like towering examples of, oh, Mad actually will, like, and, you know, it sounds like a, a 
it sounds lame now, but back in the day, like mad really will go after anything. And really, you know, there are no sacred cows. And like in the fifties, that was kind of a shocking idea. And like, it's a very famous comic and they drew him to look like with those distorted features mm-hmm. to look a lot like that. And I think that was deliberate. Yeah. So that was cool. grotesquely swole. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a giant, uh, uh, chin, like the tick. Yep. And muscles that couldn't exist. Like every Marvel character in the nineties. Yep. <clears throat> or every, uh, Marvel actor now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Also true. Those poor, poor people. <laughs> yep. Bodies uh, twisted no, I, and destroyed. I did. I did enjoy. And the being buried in a coffin thing is potentially a cliche. It's potentially like, yeah, okay, this is scary, whatever. But they really put the work in and I felt the claustrophobia with her. It was very, you know, very well done. Oh, I, the... uh, uh, her vocal performance was really incredible. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, for for as little as they give her, you're right yeah, about that. Yeah. She she really brings it anyway. Like I'm gonna really sound terrified about a box. Mm-hmm. Nails it. Mm-hmm. No, I just what really been starting to bug me about the show lately is like we are leading up to this big like reveal at the end of the season, and like mm-hmm. we could be doing so much foreshadowing for that, and it would be awesome, you know? Like well, they did a little in the season premiere where she was a little shifty about mm-hmm. her backstory, but that that's it. You're like, right. There, there could be a lot. It's more. tiny. Like we, this is an episode where we're actually getting into the character's subconscious. And instead mm-hmm. of not using her, like we could be like in, like hinting at the fact that she's got stuff that she doesn't want the rest of the league to know about, like, or that she yeah, feels exactly. guilty about it. Like that would be really interesting. Her, her deep seated fear could be, I don't want them to find out my secret. They don't have to tell us what it is. Mm-hmm. For me, I keep coming back uh, to the fact that, like, the second episode of this series was about the guy she replaced. And we had a whole thing about Aquaman mm-hmm. and his deal and, like, oh, he's, like, a gritty oh. Aquaman and it's, he doesn't have a hand now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know so much about Aquaman and I still don't know this member of the regular cast. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Also, this is two sets of episodes in a row where Jean gets to be sort of the main, like... They obviously, like, one of their notes from season one was, we haven't really fleshed out the Martian Manhunter. We Mm -hmm. don't, like, have a handle on his powers or how they're useful or what he's about apart from missing his home. And so we got that last week and they did it again this week. And I like that. But you're right. It is at the expense of someone else we know fuck all about. Yeah. Like, we've got, you know, these characters that we could, like, don't focus so much on Superman and Batman. They had TV shows. Like, let's explore these other characters, not Flash. I like they've been they've been bringing back a lot of Superman's guys, mm-hmm. which is a good way to keep us sort of tethered to his series. But, yeah, you don't necessarily have to go more in depth into his character. Yeah. Good way to save on character designers, too. <laughs> True. <laughs> Plus, our, our boy uh, Solomon Grundy showed up again. Yeah. So happy to see that. Is he our boy? I don't uh, claim well, he's him. our boy. I don't. <laughs> OK. We, he's your boy. I don't remember how. I don't remember how he got there, but we decided he was some kind of struggling gig economy, yeah. working class, you know, oh, like downtrodden. Well, then he's a hero. Put him on the posters yeah, above exactly. my bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Grundy spend 48 hours driving Uber, make $5. Uh, please give Grundy five star. Grundy need this. <laughs> oh, poor Grundy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See? See, he's our boy. He's having a rough time. Yeah. Um, um, I want to talk about my new favorite girl, Volcana. Oh, yeah. 
she was in Superman a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I understand you didn't see that. I'm not trying to say like, oh no, she's not new. Um, you're wrong about that. I'm just saying it was a kind of a deep pull that they brought her back, and I love that. Um, she stole all the show for all the fights, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And I'm, mm-hmm. I was very excited to hear Roz's voice again. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had a whole the- thing in my summary I had to cut out for time, but now I'm just going to say it now, and it's going it. to take up more time. Um, there's okay. a Volcana in Marvel who is just like a giant heavy metal babe, and she has a tiny omnipotent boyfriend, and their whole shtick yeah. is they sit around and watch TV together. Oh, uh, I love her so much. I love her too. She rules, and this Volcana mm-hmm. also rules. Yeah. I think uh, they, they might have tried to make this one like that, but they already got a guy who sits around and watches TV all the time. <laughs> He's called Rudy. Oh, no, I don't ship them. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um... Maggie, this kind of ties into your good thing, no? Yeah, which I just changed. Um, I love uh-huh. that one, like, Firefly is clearly into Volcana, and she has no interest in him whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, oh, fire? Oh, that's my thing, just, too. Hey, oh. you know, you and I, uh, baby, you and I could make some uh, beautiful fire together. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, they go no. real hard. <laughs> they go real hard with the dick jokes, is what I was about uh, to say. All right. Yeah, I did not mean it like that, but uh, no, she she looks at his little fire gun and says, uh, okay. And oh, he yeah. Fails to deliver and yeah. That's cute, sweetie. You tried. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I did enjoy the dynamic and it's to me, it's kind of the difference between someone who can give Superman a run for his money mm-hmm. and someone who Batman struggles with. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yes, obviously they're on completely different levels. Come on. It's like, well, uh, I have complete control over all fire and you have a gun. So that's mm-hmm. great for you. Batman knocks that gun out of your hand. You're done. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Hey, I also fly. Yeah, I saw Batman riding you like a horse earlier. Uh, oh my god, that was so good. Did not really do it for me, I gotta say. <sighs> did it for me. Mm. I, You know I'm usually bored during the fight sequences. I thought there were a lot of extra flares, and, and you're right to call out the, the, uh, the fire stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, getting back to Grundy, they are going to really embrace the idea that he's the DC Universe's Hulk. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, and they clearly were laying that groundwork here because he was doing a lot of Hulk moves. Grundy throw a car in the cops. ground. Yep, pounding the ground and grabbing a, a dumpster mm-hmm. and like you know throwing it over his head exactly the way you've seen in a hundred Hulk comics, and you know just like yeah, good stuff. And then there was uh, who else was in that fight sequence? Uh, yeah, see, this oh, is the thing. Like right. we haven't really touched on it, but like this is my bad thing. The whole jailbreak kind of sucks. Okay. Just kind of slow, like, not a lot of, like, I like Grundy, but that's, like, you know, a lot of these guys. Yeah, just... that's because we came up with a bit Exactly. For like, <laughs> like, I like anybody I can make up crap about. See Trip, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I'm, See, I, okay. I'm with Maggie, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to do a like... compliment sandwich or not. Mm-hmm. I just, I I am a fan of, here's a bunch of C-listers who don't matter, so we catch them or we don't. It it, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's like when Spider-Man fights Shocker, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's like, yeah, you want some, some guys who won't take away from the new guy. So, uh, I don't know, what do we got? Firefly, Grundy, whatever. It's just, the first episode really feels like it's taking its time with Doctor Destiny. Like, every time we get, like... Every time we sort of wander away from him, I'm like, no, what's this guy doing? He just turned his face into a skeleton. <laughs> his face just slurped off. Mm-hmm. It ruled. It was amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was really People's unsettling. Faces should fall off in every episode of this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's, I figured you must have been, like, really into this. Because mm-hmm. you, you had a skeleton, like, uh, terrorizing people. Yeah. That's your favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I was a skeleton. Also, I was also giggling and clapping my hands. Yeah. yeah. It's great. That was very good. Yeah. It was a really, I, I uh, really flourishing transformation, too, that I've never seen. Like, all his mm-hmm. clothes, like, burst off, and then you could see the cape kind of coming down around his ankles. Yep. And then his face mm-hmm. fell off. Yeah, it just fell yeah. off. I'm like, well, they right really off. thought through how this would happen. Mm-hmm. They also, like, I don't know if they realized, oh, we're on primetime and Cartoon Network now. We don't need to worry about the standards and practices like we used to. But between a dude's face falling off to reveal a skull, Lois being like, yeah, we don't see it. You were right to call that out. But but she was very clearly burned alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Al, the only thing uh, better than a, than a skeleton is a burned skeleton, so, you know, like... Oh, uh, you must be a big um, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru fan. <laughs> I mean, look, best characters in the entire series. Yeah, all right. Uh, and then you had um, Mrs. Destiny, or the ex-Mrs. Destiny, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, also dying, and they made it very clear, like, yeah, he killed her. Yeah, she didn't make it through or the night. Least, yeah. It's some, like, heavy shit for kids. And... I, I, as far as I can tell, just screamed herself to death. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, the hospital yeah. scene where she's admitted and like five guys have to hold her down. To yeah. Sedate her is a, a lot to see in a kid's cartoon. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And we got the full on like institution, like the, the padded room mm-hmm. and the, the, the big syringe and just it's like it was it was some fucking like uh, sanitarium. Horror, yeah. Yeah. You know. Poor Johnny Cash, Ugh. just like, I don't know what to do about any of this. Mm-hmm. I'm out of my league. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm Johnny Cash now. I thought it was Elvis. <laughs> I could be two people. Mm-hmm. I got those, Are you suggesting that... Okay. I got those fulsome sanitarium blues. <laughs> Excellent. So I walk the line the... between Elvis and Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> So while they're at the prison, this is my bad thing. Mm-hmm. Batman is leaning up against the wall, yawning with like his fist up to his mouth in that the classic yawn pose. Mm-hmm. And then just tells some normo, I, I haven't slept in three days. Like, first of all, Batman can go three days without sleep. Like, none of us can, but he can. Mm-hmm. He's Batman. Second, the fact that he outwardly shows signs of it and says it out loud to someone, that's just the most un-Batman, like, being the night is your thing. You don't go around saying, oh, I'm sleeping. Oh, having a rough one over here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Batman doesn't talk to Normos, period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you, you see the game? Like, <laughs> boy, my dogs are barking. I tell you what. <laughs> I think maybe this is the episode where he tries, realizes that he's getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh, I, well, I just reread the Odyssey last night. Let me, let me talk to my buddy, John Stewart. I'm sure he knows this reference. Mm-hmm. Man, I read that in high school. I don't I don't read that for fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I had to fight an audience Odyssey based supervillain last night, so you know. That's probably true. <laughs> that, that, but it did feel really shoehorned into the conversation. <laughs> it did stand. Remember the Odyssey? <laughs> Remember the Odyssey? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that very specific verse of the Odyssey? Hmm? And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not in any way suggesting that, that John is dumb, but I don't think he thinks about this stuff. Like, you know, once he got through school, he mm-hmm. probably hasn't thought about it since. No, John is a Marine. He's an Iliad guy. Oh, is he a Marine? Yeah. Oh, is, it didn't oh. come up at all. <laughs> no, seriously. 
not a tattoo, so. not a poster. <laughs> By the way, this is what Marines are like, so mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. It is. Can confirm. Yep. You grew up with one. I used to work with them. Absolutely. Um, there's a thing on my dumb soap where if they want to show someone's home uh, and what they're into, they just put posters up that have the, the like the word, the concept of what they like. Mm-hmm. Like the baseball player just has a poster that says baseball. Yes. Amazing. Uh, that's 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 Peak John Stewart's apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's accurate. I've got a poster right here that just says comic books. Mm hmm. I have a poster that not says postmodernism. Ones? Yep. Ooh. I, See, I actually believe this is that is a poster. <laughs> it's a good poster. Yeah. And then Batman uh, defeats the villain through the power of Farajaka, mm-hmm. which I think he and Captain Picard are the only people who could pull that yep. off. I do like uh, uh, D just going like, what is that song? It's it's Farajaka. What are you talking about? Not only like is everybody it knows. Frere Jaca, but it's like the hot dance remix that was on yep. the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, at one point, Batman's trying to stay awake. First of all, they got a cute, I, I think it tried a little too hard, but a little cute scene where he stops at Starbucks or whatever yep. and buys a, buys a coffee, whatever. But then he gets back in the Batmobile and I guess he's just got a kid's bop tape in there, <laughs> <laughs> which is on Frere Jaca, the as you say, the dance mix. Yeah. Well, he punches out the windshield to get the cold mm. air in his face and then he blasts the radio and I'm like, oh, that's like a very real thing when you're driving and trying yep. to stay awake. Yep. <laughs> yep. But it is the kid's pop version of Shocker. Like, has the horrible thing already happened to Tim and he's on a very, very young Robin now? That's the only explanation <laughs> I can think of. He's playing uh, uh, Best of Sharon Lois and Bram to Damien in the back seat. <laughs> Uh, oh, so there was a stealth, very dirty joke in this, mm. or at least the punchline to one. Um, I don't know if, if, if you guys caught this, but uh, in in the prison, um, at the beginning when he's using the machine and then he, he gives it to the other guy and he says, it's your turn in the barrel. Do you guys know that reference? Mm, no. Well, now that you've set it up as a possible punchline to a dirty joke. Mm-hmm. My mind is really You reeling. could probably work. Yeah, it, yeah. It's okay. I'm going to tell it. And this is like the first dirty joke I ever learned when I was like nine or something. Okay. But it's, it's a, it's a little dirty. So Uh-oh. like, um, dude, no, it's not, it's not, it's not particularly disrespectful in that way. Though. I'm sorry. Al, we run a clean show here. Like, yeah, I don't work. Blue. I did not about? sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you read a 30-page summary. I'm going to tell a dirty joke, okay? You can go take a break. <laughs> you just threw it on the gauntlet. Next time, it will be 30 pages. <laughs> Fine. Bring it. Less show I got to do. So, okay. There's a guy uh, joins, let's say, the army. And, um, you know, of course, he's he's lonely. Like, you know, he's he's going through basic. And then they're they're in the barracks every night. And, the, you know, there's no women. And he's, like, he's he's little little feeling a little unfulfilled. And... Dude pulls him aside and he says, "Look, there's this barrel out there. It's like a, it's like a glory hole. You do, do glory hole things with it." It's like, okay. And he goes and enjoys it, and it's the most amazing experience he's ever had. And he goes back and does it the next night, and you know it's a joke. So that happens three or four times. And then uh, he goes out the next night, and nothing happens. And dude's like, uh, "What? What happened? It's not working." And he's like, "Yeah, tonight's your night in the barrel." Good. So, couple yeah. things. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just reminded of the milking machine. Yeah, so that's the first thing I thought too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the the Mister Show uh, musical sketch. 
Yes. Which, which I think about way too much. <laughs> you said a couple of things. The sad milking machine is like peak reaction gif. Just I love just the sad milk machine so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I am glad you told us the joke because sometimes, Al, you're like, did you catch the dirty joke? And it was just like a man eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but then sometimes I will spend 20 minutes, you know, telling you what Broadway star was it. Wait, no, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> we all have our foibles pointing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. It's a hard line to walk. I walked that. <laughs> oh, also another. I'm sure you guys picked up on this one. Uh, when D first shows up to his ex-wife's place and she covers her body and says don't oh geez no that uh skip did you not catch no like like curls up in her bed covers her like as much as her exposed body Mm -hmm. her exposed body as she can with her hands and says with terror in her voice don't jeez that was so obvious to me i don't know if i don't know maybe i was reading into that but it did not i honestly in the performance oh man i missed that because i was fixating on like the lettuce hem of her nightgown Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> effective that design was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was, it was, you know, blink and you miss it. But it was, it, it was very clearly there. Yes. I don't think I was. Like, I don't think I was imagining that. It's rough. Oh, this is a primetime cartoon, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're also not being sort of uh, performatively mature like the the Harley Quinn show did in the early days, mm. at least. So you know, sex. Hmm. Fucking get it. Fuck. We could say fuck. Okay. Now that I got your attention, watch the Harley Quinn show. I mean, it is very good. <laughs> ah! The thing it was just first first couple episodes. They were they were finding the tone. That's all. Um, let's see what else. I I really liked Flash's dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the dumb cartoon. When Flash is when Flash is not being a pig, Flash is yeah. I mean, he's the comic relief, and everybody else is so goddamn stoic and monotonous that it is mm-hmm. a relief. Yeah, I just need him not to be like, a pig. Yeah, exactly. I I don't mind that he's dumb. Like, that was sort of inherent in his problem. Like, Jean's like, you have the power to stop it. It's like, what do you mean? I do? What should I do? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Do I have to come and hold your hand? Sweetie, Jeez. what's your one thing that you do? Um, Slap people's asses? Wait, no, go fast. <laughs> Slap people's mm. asses really fast. Ugh. Gotta go fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chili dogs. No, wait, that's not me. Ah, oh, damn it. No, but we could replace yeah, uh, replace you with him in, in a second. That it would be better. My dad is Magneto. Oh wait, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Hang on, I gotta check my oh, notes. Actually... Is my dad still Magneto? <laughs> Don't worry actually about it. A, um... <laughs> A uh, a G.I. Joe episode of all things. And some of these guys came from those old cartoons. So I think this might have been intentional Mm. where uh, Shipwreck, you know, the proto shore leaf Mm -hmm. um, uh, was telling a story to some kids and they put it in a different animation style where he was the hero. And he was saying, you know, like, oh, yeah, it it seemed exactly the same where his hands were on his hips and he was like he was better than all his teammates. And it it felt kind of the same Mm -hmm. same vibe to me. I'm a sucker for that whenever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they change up the animation on this show and they do it a decent amount. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I also thought okay. Flash's uh, dream sequence had a real like superheroes from Ren and Stimpy look to it. I could see that too. Mm-hmm. Got one irritating little kid correcting everything. Of course. Just, uh, hmm, what could this be? Mm. 
What could this be a reference to? Who knows? Also, I like uh, that Flash's real nightmare is that no one can pay attention to him. Ooh, Ooh that's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I didn't quite, I didn't quite catch that, but that is very good. No, my antics. Hmm. No one can laugh at my jokes. They're not laughing at you now. <laughs> All right. No, but at least I can pretend. Uh, what else? Uh. Hmm. Yes. Oh, no, I'm just looking at my notes. I'm like, what are we not covered yet? Mm. I feel like we missed a major thread, but, uh. Oh, has anyone looked at Hawkgirl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Devlin, you didn't really do your good thing yet. Oh, didn't I? I don't think, I mean, you've, we've, we've talked around mm-hmm. it, but I, I, gotta I don't know if you had more to say. Scroll way the hell up. Oh, um, <laughs> for as much as the two part format adds to like narrative bloat, like we had to spend mm-hmm. 45 minutes in part one fighting guys that don't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there was really nice cutting in part two between the dream world and the real world and whether what was happening was a dream or not was never, you know, like a plot point. Uh, but there was mm-hmm. a nice kind of like unsettling um, uncertainty, I'll say, throughout the episode. Mm. Yep. No, and and lots of, you know, like they had the good animation team on this. I think. Yeah. Like a lot of, lot of very deliberately unsettling imagery mm-hmm. that you're right was similar to their real world but slightly off and uh yeah yeah good stuff no it really it, part two really did work for me yeah no it's just yeah. that part one just like we're not really sure what to do this is another one that felt like it needed to just be like a part and a half episode yeah a one parter yeah no not well, a one. like we've got enough for uh almost two episodes but we don't have the whole the whole 40 minutes or whatever I do like, and Devlin, you called this out in your summary, like the the ending part one with that looming, like, well, we know there's a dream guy out mm-hmm. there and everyone's asleep, mm-hmm. so what's going to happen next? Like, that was a good, that was a good hook. There's I, there's some good sinister laughter in there that doesn't border on maniacal laughter. It's just like a guy going like, <laughs> So uh, we hadn't talked about this. The voice of Dr. Destiny is William Atherton, mm-hmm. who played Walter Peck in Ghost. Oh, we did talk about yes. this. But, um... He did a great job. Like, he always plays fucking bureaucrats, mm-hmm. like yeah. like nerdy bureaucrats. But here, uh, Devlin, you weren't wrong to sort of do a, a bit of a, a, a nerdish voice for him. But then he got fucking, like, the more he got into this, the more genuinely sinister he got. And uh, I thought he really brought it vocally. He was very sinister, but he was very sinister. I was trying to do, like, a, a David Lynch voice. That's what I was reminded mm-hmm. of. Is I could see that, yeah. Like, kind of a, just a weirdo. <laughs> Um, yeah, a, you, a really you mean me inoffensive you think I'm just weirdo. some normal guy, but yeah, but but then you really get inside my head, and it's like all fucked up. I've oh, I'm just here for a white collar crime. Mm-hmm. Coop, I want power. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anyone can harness the power of dreams, it's David Lynch. I'm going in the black lodge. <laughs> Some might say he has harnessed the power of dreams, Maggie. <laughs> That's what directing is. Yep. Oh. That's beautiful. <laughs> I hate myself. <sighs> that yeah. uh, the harnessing the power of sitting outside with a cow trying to get people to uh, 
Oh shit, who was it? I don't know. He was trying to get someone uh from uh Inland Empire to be like uh Oh right, right, right. His his weird Oscar campaign. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Laura Lori Petty or and Emmy, that's not probably. correct. No. Uh I would I would guess Laura Dern. Yes, it was Laura Dern, thank you. Yeah. Consider Laura Dern and this cow. <laughs> Um, did we shout out the other guest voice, Faruja Balk? I'm not sure if we did, but it's it, we should again, because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah as, amazing. A screaming penny. Yeah. <laughs> Who's good at screaming. Mm-hmm. Very good at mm-hmm. screaming. Screamed herself to yeah. death. I guess that's the thing. I've never she... seen Faruja Balk scream not at someone. So mm. this was a, an exciting acting challenge for her. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been around the time where they cast her in the last episode of a season of The Sopranos and then when they came back two years later because they were on the Venture Brothers schedule mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't available and so they recast her and then George Lucas her out of that first part in the first place. Oh wow. So it's like wait a minute I know Feruzabalk what the fuck? Uh, you uh, you never had a Feruzabalk. Uh. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, what else? I, we uh, there were a couple of things where I was like uh, Maggie probably thinks this and I scrolled down and I was like oh look mm-hmm. Maggie thinks this well a redheaded woman appeared uh, in the episode and I thought it looked like uh, Mary Jane you think it's Mary Jane yeah yeah of course you always think that but then we both uh, when when Flash is getting hit a bunch of times we're just like yeah hit him again mm-hmm. and then I scroll down and you said the same yeah. thing I, th- I believe Devlin actually said the same thing so just 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 keep hitting him everybody wants the Flash to get hit because he's terrible yeah. Oh, I did have a revelation that maybe Hawk Girl's battle cry is not ah, but it is Hawk. Oh my god. <laughs> maybe. Who's that up in the, in the sky? Hawk! Hawk! Mm-hmm. Hawk, Hawk, Hawk in my notes yeah, a lot. <laughs> Hawk! Mm-hmm. I like you not using Hawk Girl because that is a terrible mm-hmm. name. Like You just called her Hawk. I like that much better. Yep. I mean, she is the girl. Mm-hmm. She had a whole episode where, like, she was annoyed by being the token girl, and honestly, kind of a metatextual uh, yeah. whip she's on. Yeah, but I mean, Wonder Woman's around. She wasn't in this one, but she's she's the thing. Okay, Wonder Woman is the probably, I'm going to say, the most famous fictional woman mm-hmm. in the English-speaking canon. And Hawkgirl, I don't know Hawkgirl's real name. Like there's mm. there's a real power imbalance between yeah. the two of them. Well, she ha- she will get. Well, I only know it because she gets it later. She had to this point in the series. She they haven't told mm-hmm. us. Well, and and I hate to say it, but that's not how television worked. It's like I d- no, I would I not trust them to have a big reveal because they have not yeah. told me they're going to have a big reveal. I understand. No, you're not wrong to call that out. Yeah, I I still like the character, and I still admire that. There isn't. There doesn't seem to be much there, but they. She's still kind of compelling, even with as little as they give her. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, she's just the one who smashes and the one who does the war thing, where it's like, well, what if we hit it? Like, that's it. That's her whole deal. And I'm still kind of captivated. You know? Yeah, it's because she screams her own name all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hawk from Hawk and Dove keeps showing up and going, "Hey, excuse me," and then she just haws at him. Hawk smash. <laughs> That's how you get Avery Brooks, because he also played Hawk. Oh, yeah. Oh, Battle of the Hawks. No, Hawk team up. Oh, Hawk team up. Mm -hmm. I'm clapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a superhero story. You have to have the misunderstanding first, and then you team up. So you get both. Amazing. 
so when we talked about Firefly and Volcana, we did not mention that um, uh, Green Lantern put a bubble around them and they were both too stupid to realize their fire powers won't work once they run out of oxygen. That was great. I buy that Firefly isn't, but I feel like Volcana, who, if I remember correctly, was a fire starter in a fucking government, like a shady government X-Files yeah. thing. Like, she's had these powers her whole life or close to mm-hmm. it. So I feel like she would know you need air for fire by this point. Well, you don't just need oxygen for fire. You need oxygen for consciousness. So mm-hmm. I'm going to chalk that okay. up. I'm going to defend her because she's the best and chalk that up to like losing consciousness and brain cells. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and then uh, later, Green Lantern puts uh, Destiny under the same bubble. I'm like, do you need oxygen for dreams too? <laughs> Oh, no, my dream breathing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, passing out makes you more receptive to dreams, right? <laughs> Can you pass out in a dream? Uh, Do you wake up then? I don't know. I don't know. I've never dreamed before. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. All right. Uh, Devlin, you had a quote. What was it? I do have a quote. Um, yeah. Here- are uh, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl fighting Snake Guy and being adorable. I'm not scared. Then maybe this'll help. You do anything to her and you won't even make it to the ground. Good bluff. Who was bluffing? So good. Always a fan of that. And again, that's another slow, like... I wish they'd get to it. I mean, I'm glad they're taking their time with mm-hmm. it on the one hand, but on the other hand, it would give some hot girl something like this burgeoning romance well, between them. I mean, that's the thing. Like it, like if they also spent enough time sort of setting up like what was coming with, with hot girl, as well as like her relationship with green lantern, like that would be way better. Yeah. I gotta say, it's one of my favorite dynamics too, where mm-hmm. green lantern is saying, I will kill for hot girl. And hot girl says, I will kill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hawk, that is that. Hawk girl, Hawk, please Hawk, stop Hawk. killing. No. Look, you saw this episode. We're allowed to kill yeah. now. I love killing. Ha! Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I suppose that's all for yeah. this time. Devlin, you got anything you want to mention, plug, whatever? Sure. Um. Hey, we have fun talking about animation. If you are an animator and you work in the front end of the pipeline and are looking for a little career coaching... I can offer you that. I do portfolio reviews. I do uh, resume revisions and CV revisions. Um, I'd love to take a look at your work and and talk you through to the next step of your career. You can find me in book time at my website, devlingrim.net, D-E-V-L-I-N-G-R-I-M-M. It's in the show notes, spelled correctly, (laughs) .net, like the 90s. Um, if you want to keep up with me personally or any new things that are coming out in my business, you can follow me on Instagram at Devlin Grimm. And I think I said this last time, but I will say it again. Uh, I can provide a glowing testimonial for your services because you helped me as I'm starting out as a, a voice mm-hmm. actor, like uh, uh, getting my uh, reel and my page and my resume together and, and give me a lot of good notes on that. So oh, uh, I'm so good, glad to hear that. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very helpful stuff. Uh, let's see. Our website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. Uh, you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Next week, we are doing an episode called Maid of Honor, which I I have no idea. I could not tell American you. American Maid? How is Maid spelled? I, 
uh, M-A-I-D. Hmm. Ah. So, yeah, American made from the tick. Supergirl? Mm, Supergirl will show up, but I don't think until JLU. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that. I guess we'll find out. All right. And that's all for this yeah. time. See you, folks. Hawk! Twalock. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 